you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey guys, this is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? Um, this week has been emotionally eh. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, yeah, feeling mm. it. <laughs> so, because of that, um, I, I just was kind of chilling this week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm still working from home. Um, and I work in D.C., guys, so, and D.C. is now stay-at-home order has been extended to June 8th, mm-hmm. so I'll be home for, at minimum, another three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, that was pretty much it. I've been reading more, getting back into, like, working out again. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, I gotta be honest, I don't even, I feel like I don't even have defined goals. I just have a desire to move around. Mm-hmm. Get some of my flexibility I once had back. Right. Especially since I'm like sitting around all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. That was it. Okay. Okay. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Um. My work week was semi-busy, but outside of that, you know, I've been pretty good. Was on a couple of, you know, like Zoom birthday parties. Um, this week, which were cool. Um, yeah, still watching TV and things. Uh, the second season of Dead to Me came out. About an episode from being done that. So, you know, just chilling. Pretty much (laughs) nothing, you know, spectacular that I can think of happened this week. Um, so, yeah, just riding the wave. Maryland, parts of Maryland opened up. Not ours. <laughs> not ours. <laughs> Baltimore County and city did not, and then like any county surrounding DC did not. Um, um, however, then, I work in Howard County, which kind of up in the air. So I don't know when they I'm. They didn't make back. a statement. They did, but it's still not clear on if I'm gonna have to go back to work soon or not. Okay. <laughs> a lot of counties have done like half of it. Right. 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 Yeah. I don't I haven't heard any county that's just straight out we'll take that back. There was one. Maybe it was Carroll County. One of them mm-hmm. straight out just did is in phase one. But a lot yeah. of them are doing elements of it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. And let me just say this and I'll keep saying this. <laughs> Individuals who grow tired and have a desire not necessarily to I'm not hearing words from people who may be unemployed or mm-hmm. for those who own business. I'm not hearing any of that. Right. For those who long for pedicures and to sit at a bar and pay overpriced, pay for overpriced cocktails and buka, <laughs> don't be out here causing a ruckus. Right, yeah. I saw a few of you on my timeline. And that's what I was about to say. That's the one okay. problem with having certain counties open and others not. Just going to spread. People can easily just go to the next county and people just in the streets. Like. People just do whatever. And here's the thing. Now, if you get it, don't look, don't think you will get anything from me. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I hope whoever contracts it 
Uh, I always hope that it's not a fatal case, right? Right. But if you think you're going to get a poor you or all <laughs> when you've been running the streets, you won't get it from me. <laughs> yeah. Which is very clear. So I think it'll be an interesting week, to say the least, because parts of Maryland did open Friday evening. And so I know that, like, the governor is keeping a close eye on how things go this first week. Um, and we will see. Let me be very clear, guys. <laughs> Y'all just stay y'all buttons If you really are looking, I'm just saying, if you really are looking at recovery plans and such, do y'all understand that people, that the normalcy isn't supposed to be back till 2021? Do y'all right. get that? It right. is for the rest of the year? Right. It yeah. could get better, but it is for the rest yeah, of the year. Yeah, complete normalcy will not happen this year. And I just really want people to understand that. Yeah. And come to terms with it, because it is... I know. It, like, you you are allowed to mourn the summer that you wish you was going to have. You are allowed to mourn the relationships that you thought you were going to be able to nurture in a different way, because you can still nurture them. Um, but you are allowed to mourn all of the things that you're not going to be able to experience this year, because it is hard um but if you want to be able to experience them next year i need y'all to cooperate because i would like to um have some of these things i wished was gonna happen this year to happen as soon as possible so guys just you know be safe uh don't do nothing crazy and stick with the necessities which does not always include uh you know cosmetics so yeah or hookah or unless it's the hookah in your house I just feel like people I just like I said the people that I see the most Mm -hmm. complaints about and granted I like to say majority of people I follow on social media accounts are respecting this it's always the few right (laughs) so it's a couple people where I'm like "Mm." what you doing where you going right yeah okay Mm -hmm. so um, and I feel like for myself you know, as the phases continue, will I hang out with people? Um, probably not anyone. I'm not sure. Yeah. That is taking 150 percent, like they're the really taking precautions. precautions. Yeah. So basically, my mother in Sydney, <laughs> right, and a few other friends. Mm-hmm. Do I have friends? I know for a fact I probably won't see till 2021. Yep. <laughs> I love y'all dearly, <laughs> but I know. How you are, mm-hmm. which means I probably won't physically be in your presence till 2021. Still love you, though. Still love you. So <laughs> don't be offended when you're having kickbacks and shit, because I'm going to tell you I ain't coming. <laughs> I'm going to tell you I'm not coming. Right. I love you, though, but I'm not coming. Right. Yeah. So. That's valid. Especially, like, for me, I don't even live by myself. So I'm. you would not only be endangering me, but also my family. So Come on with it. And we don't do that. <laughs> right. So what's happening in media? Um, I'm going to keep it brief. Okay. I just want to give a shout out to Chloe and Hallie because mm-hmm. that Do It song does it for me. <laughs> yeah, okay? I like it. Yeah. And the video is cute. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're getting more into their, you know, their young adult, women, adult yeah. women age. Yeah. Because um, they're in their early 20s. Yeah. So I feel like they're getting more into their stride as you know, adult women, mm-hmm. and loves it. Yeah, it's cute. I like it. Loves it. Okay. Versus Nelly. Versus his wife. <laughs> Versus Ludacris. 
Um, first of all, I'm tired of starting late. So it's always one person that's there though. It's always one person there and we waiting on the other person. So every single time. So, you know, it didn't really start till like seven twenty. And, and then, you know what's funny? Nelly did a test. And he, because he posted, he saved the video, he posted it on his IG. They were both on IG separately, and right. they were fine. Right. And then they get together, and there was and, an issue. Yeah. And then his Wi-Fi was acting up. He said it was a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. And certain people was like, it's true, there's a thunderstorm. And so my thought is, for me, <laughs> when there have been storms, the only reason my Wi-Fi could go out is because my power went out. Mm-hmm. We ain't see no flickering lights. <laughs> so I think most of us was like, okay, there's a storm. He got that dish. Um, and then finally it kind of got going. Mm -hmm. Nelly definitely was enjoying his drink. (laughs) He was having the time of his life. Which is good. He was entertaining to watch. But I definitely, some of his songs, I was like, what? I just kind of felt like, sir, (laughs) you know, it's not like, I don't, I don't think it's a hardcore battle. And I really liked, especially because with the versus battles, not all of them, but with some of the men battling, you know, I think about, like, Scott Storch and, um, what's his name? Uh, dang it. Whoever he battled. I, I, I'm sorry. I know who it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it got, na- it got weird. Yeah. Where I appreciated them, um, even though I feel like Lita was getting annoyed. I really appreciate they were giving each other alkalates. I think they did that intentionally because of the alleged beef that used to exist between them. I think they were intentionally trying to big up each other to show, like, that no longer exists. And, like, it does not serve us to beef anymore, you know? It doesn't. Which it doesn't. So, (laughs) I'm glad. So, I was, like, nice to see Mm -hmm. they've given each other alkalates. And the thing about Nelly and Ludacris, they were successful in a time where, you know, you had to go to the store. Yeah. And I have to be honest, not to undercut artists today, mm-hmm. but I do think if we went back to that model, mm-hmm. we had to physically go to the store to buy albums, mm-hmm. a lot of these artists would not be as successful. Yeah, yeah. I truly believe that. Yeah. Um, that's just me and my old head ways. <laughs> but it was an enjoyable evening for me, Ludacris. Yeah, agreed. Hit that. I don't think anybody um, <laughs> disagree. Actually... You'd be surprised. I mean, I did see a few people that disagree, but I just dis- I just ignored them. Because <laughs> like, um, I'm just like, okay. I was texting one of my friends, and I was just like, dude, how could you... What do you mean Nelly overall? But you know, also what I noticed, a lot of the people that did think Nelly won were from the Midwest. And I know he hit different for different areas of the well, country. I'm just going to so. say... I, I maybe so. I'm going to say my friends from Baltimore... <laughs> Uh, known him since I was 12, so I don't know what, oh, well, I, don't I don't know what his, but I just was like, no. I don't know then, I don't know. There's no way you see the track list if they, was they sipping what he was sipping? I don't know. Cause maybe been. they was just having a time in their life too. Like, honestly, it got to the one point where I was like, what are you even playing? Turn this off. Jam on your own. <laughs> Just jam on your own. He was definitely just into it. So, um... And, uh, Luda had his... He was prepared. He was, like... Because he had the DJ behind the camera. And you could see him at certain points, like, nodding to him where the DJ is like, you want to play this But you could hear this phantom voice, which I was like, am I drinking too much? (laughs) 
He was like, cause you could tell some points you could tell that he was like trying to signal something or he was holding on something and Luda's like, yes or no. Other times he just straight up talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> and you'd be like, what? <laughs> you'd be like, Oh, okay. Like, Luda was like, it. I'm not sitting here finding songs. I, I got my man with the list. Like, um, and then I saw a tweet from someone uh, from a verified Twitter account, but you still don't know if it's true. Mm-hmm. Some sort of DJ was saying that Swizz and um, Timberland actually now send, like, kits to the artist where it gives instructions and, like, Wi-Fi tips and connection things and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, um, apparently, supposedly, mm-hmm. Luda followed instructions <sighs> and Nelly did not. Interesting. Okay. That's what they say. Now, I know that's true. Right. That's what I'm like, allegedly. Because I'm not surprised because, like, they need, like, the phone stand or the tablet stand. And you I'm know. sure they give tips on, like, yeah. Honestly, the thing is this. On the sound. and The sound. And honestly, the best thing for stuff like this is wired. Mm-hmm. Like, you need Ethernet. You need yeah. wired, hardwired internet. Yeah. Because it just, Wi-Fi can always be fickle. Even the best yeah. Wi-Fi, even though I don't know how good his was. But it can be fickle. Because, like, yeah, my Wi-Fi can be fickle. Can be but fickle. I live in the woods. So, right. Like, yeah. even when... I'm doing an event. Mm-hmm. Wi-Fi is for attendees, but mm-hmm. for like our AV team, it's hardline. Yeah, because we don't, we can't because we can't have yeah outages that <laughs> right. go out right. mid session. Right. So, so then they were talking about future potential battles. I said I was like I really would love to see Ashanti, and people were saying her versus Keisha Cole, but I always feel like mm. Mm, not quite. Yeah, the same era to me. Like, Ashanti, to, Ashanti was out a little bit before her, mm-hmm. and I just feel like they not quite the... Like, I don't think you need to be sane, but you do need to be in the neighborhood yeah. to me to do, like, for it to be, like, a good versus battle. Yeah. Um, I put my money on Ashanti, though, mm-hmm. if I had to, between mm-hmm. them two. And then there were talks about, you know, who could Usher go up against? Some people were saying Chris Brown. No. Which Usher, I don't think... That's insulting to... <laughs> tell you something let me tell y'all when i saw that i was like that's salt insulting to usher when usher influenced chris brown you have and the thing is sometimes you have to acknowledge but i think that you just may can't battle because of the time frame like I you think can't it's the difference between people trying to find artists that are similar versus artists that have that are similar and also have similar career length <laughs> I think I, I really think it has to be both yeah. because like to it can't me, just be similar. Audience. Usher with Chris Brown is like what father and son. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? The sense of like to me, Usher clearly mm-hmm. do, like, for me. Like someone even said like Usher and Justin Timberlake, and I'm like, are you smoking crack? I mean, that's another. But that's one. better than Chris Brown. I would say. Um, you know what? For like R and B ish, yes, because yeah. Chris Brown, he be thought his he got a little tracks, yeah, <laughs> um, are a little thuggish. That too, he got um, a he got a mix of like the thuggish and the pop. Is that like one Usher album he has, went to the pop and one Usher album has a few went... poppy. Yeah, he does. But Not the, as poppy but, as Chris Brown, but. but Chris Brown got his little rap thuggish music <laughs> where. And obviously, he's not a thug, guys. You know what I mean. But <laughs> Usher don't... That's not Usher. Yeah. But I still feel like 
you know, I think we can acknowledge that maybe he just don't go up against nobody. Right. I mean, I don't, I think it's, I'm just like, no. Mm-hmm. And same with Missy Elliott. To me, mm-hmm. I cannot think of someone of her caliber in in, a, in her artistry, producing and writing. It's like for her, you That's, have to you pick have to a choose category. One. Yeah, 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 writing, yeah. she would, I mean, you can, producing. I, it has to be one. And I think if we're just talking about her music that she has performed, Eve. Really? Yes. But not, like, it cannot include producing, writing. It can't include none of that. <laughs> like, I think if you do an artistry, Missy, to me, blow yous out the water. But I think it would be a better battle than I can, her I and get anyone it. else. I get it. Someone's, um, at one point they said, uh, Timbaland said, Missy versus Janet. And I was like, no. What? Why would they, ev- like, what? that doesn't even... Match. You know, one would be good, not as far as like music that they've done, but talent wise, Jamie Foxx versus Wayne Brady. That would be a good talent competition. They are both so talented, except Wayne Brady just don't have the music that Jamie Foxx has, but they are both like equally talented to a me. Comedy, comedy performance, comedy versus... music, like all of that. Like, they talent wise, they would be amazing. But that Wayne Brady just doesn't have the music to be able to actually battle um, Jamie. I think, I think, yeah, I get that. I think for people like a Missy, mm-hmm. it's better to do writing and producing. Oh, agree. Right? Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think you can try to find people that are like, because people are like, well, who would go against Mariah Carey? No one. Not mm-hmm. to me. I feel, I feel like there's someone, but I just can't think of who right now. That's black? Yeah. I mean, who? <laughs> I, I'm just like, who? Who would go against Mariah Carey? I have to think. That's black. Who would go against her that's white? Like, I don't know. I feel like you can, I mean, you have to look at like a, who could go against Mariah that's like a white artist? You have to do like Celine Dion, like, like, um, mm. like a, it wouldn't be on Versus. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're thinking to me, like Mariah Carey is, she can sing. She's a writer. She has huge impact. Yeah. To me, I don't know a black counterpart. I feel like one exists. That's I just in can't that think of it. in the range of that. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, they're very interesting. Excited to see what they'll do. Yeah, this is um, the second next. one I actually watched. So we'll see who's next. Right. Because I thought, like, right before it started, I was like, and especially because it was late, I was like, forget it. I'm not watching this. Like, and I was like, oh, I ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> Like, so I watched it, but it, it was close, but I'm like, I don't think I would miss too much. And I didn't. Like, I would have been okay missing it, but it is. Yeah, it is. but it's like. I got off a few jokes, you know. You, you took some laughs, and I feel like you have it on in the background while you're doing other things. That's, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So, okay, so the last thing I really had I want to talk about before TV, unless you had anything. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about Boosie real quick. Mm. Um, Let's call... CPS right now, like so on his live, and I don't follow Boosie, but obviously he just hit. I question the, the people that do. But. It hit the internet and mm-hmm. it went everywhere. He was on live making some statements in regard in regarding to his sons, um, him and you know correct me if I'm wrong. Basically, him saying that he has paid a grown woman. To well, I think it was one woman. Oh, one woman specifically to perform like sexual acts with mm-hmm. the children and then she performed them on him as well okay oh, so see I he wanted one. to make sure it was good 
So this woman, which is just like, ugh. so this woman, oh, it's so nasty. Was like messing with the kids mm-hmm. and then messing with the dad. Mm-hmm. Just, and, okay, mm, so I ain't know that second part. Okay. That's just it's just. And so, first of all, that is... Which tells me, because no one knows the age of the woman, but everyone assumed that she's a grown adult. It's just so problematic. <laughs> like, it is me. utterly disgusting <sighs> that he f- feels that that is in any way appropriate, right, mm-hmm. or just. The fact that he speak- spoke of it in such a like casual way, like, yeah, I did it, whatever... It's just, like, disgusting. Yeah. And those who, um, and I'm actually proud to say, none of my followers that I could see was on his side. Um, I had to unfollow nobody. I didn't either. One person on Facebook posted how much they loved him. Um, and I think some people in the comments are like, do you know what's been going on lately? Because they, like, know that, historically they loved him and they think they thought maybe his timing was just bad and so i had to question i'm like do i gotta (laughs) do i gotta un but that person when they post they're kind of elitist and you know aloof oftentimes so honestly i would not put it past that he don't know nothing that's going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i didn't have to unfollow anyone um, but the people who were, like, excusing it, not seeing anything wrong with it, are mm. disgusting. Yeah. And to know that some of these people are parents is frightening. Yeah. And there's no excuse for that behavior. Mm-hmm. There's nothing okay about it. You should never, ever think that's appropriate. Right. Um, and it just shows how many men um, don't realize that statutory rape can happen to them. Um, because I, a lot of the men that were defending it were like, you know, it's little boy, well, not little boys, but they, they say, you know, as a teenager, guys dream of being with older women and blah, blah. And it's like, if that's how you lost your virginity, I think at some point, hopefully you accept that that was not right. Okay. Here's the thing. I was a teenager dreaming of grown men too. I mean, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I had lust in my heart. Right, and but so that I don't think mean... I think a lot of men just don't realize that it can happen to them, and you can be aroused and still be raped. I don't think a, that clicks for a lot of men because they think, well, if he was hard, then he liked it, and it's like, mm, it can be rape and you could be aroused. Like I don't think that comes full circle for the people that I saw mm-hmm. that were defending him, not like friends of mine, but just right, right, people, people I saw. I was just like, it's not clicking for them. It's so. It's so disgusting. I but just cringe. If it was daughters, these it would be same people, different. they'd be up in arms, yeah, and everything else. Um, and to even see some of the women, I'm mm. just like, what? <laughs> All I'm gonna say is this, and I, I've always said, and I keep saying, like, just because you can, don't mean you should, and that applies to being a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not acceptable in any regard. Yeah, and if you feel like I mean, it is disgusting. It is, yeah. Like, I can't express it any more than that. And um, for children who may have been put in that situation, I'm sorry. Yeah. Genuinely. Because that's not okay. Mm -mm. That's absolutely not okay. And shame on any 
Uh, shame on him. And shame on any parent who thinks that is okay and may have mm-hmm. done something that he has done. And, yeah, CPS should be calling his ass. Yeah, I mean, you got evidence on video. Look like, into that. It's a, it, I'm just like, that is outrageous and yeah. disgusting. Yeah. And also another disgusting excuse I saw was people comparing um, Boosie to Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I saw that too. And I'm like, first like, of all, no correlation. At all. No correlation. At all. You have a, on one hand, you have a responsible parent oh my God. who is allowing their child to express themselves in a way um, and to come into their own. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not harming anyone. Coming into your own, right. knowing who you are and loving you the right. way you are, right. that is not a crime. Right. That is not harming the child right. or anyone or around right. her. Right. It's not harming her. Right. It's not harming her family. Anyone that comes into her presence, it's not harming anyone. Right. There's a very large difference between a child coming into their own, which all children do, mm-hmm. and that. Right. Right. What in the world? Because I saw that too. And that's why I'm just like, first of all, why y'all gotta bring him into everything involving kids? Like, first of all, that's annoying. And I'm sure it has to be annoying for him. But then also, like, it just shows that you really don't know what sexuality is. No, you don't. Like, but the thing <laughs> to is, even think to compare the two but is the like, thing what? Is, people like that don't want to know. I right. really realize that, ignorant. like, yeah. people who like to, you know, sit on their stoop and, and shout just the foolishness mm-hmm. are people who don't want to learn, people who don't want to advance. Mm-hmm. You know, Google is free. And there's so many resources mm-hmm. that explain sexuality. It explains you know, gender and all of it. There's so mm-hmm. many resources. If, you, if you're if wanting to understand or to just get some information or on it. Or if you want to ask a person, wanna, easy to find them. There's so like, many resources to get information so yeah. you understand what it means when a child is transitioning, when a person is transitioning, what it means. Like, just all if of it. If you want to. Because, like, even Dwayne Wade said that he did not have the knowledge and so... He went and found yeah, it. They did. Like, they said they, they talked to people. Yeah. They books. So it's like, you it's may not Because it's not like he know. had the knowledge. And I appreciate him acknowledging, like, look, I was not equipped. You may not So know. I went and got what I needed. And frankly, I still, you know, if I see a new term or something like that, I'm quick to go to Google yeah. and read articles about it. So I know what it means. So yeah. I understand. Right, right. But people right. like that who just want to sit and spew their crap. They just want to talk. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. They just want to talk. Yeah. It's not a conversation. It's not. They just want to spread their garbage. Mm-hmm. And like I said, those are people who just get on file. Because those yeah. are the people who don't want to have a conversation. Right. Anyway. So mm-hmm. there's no type of way to like correct them. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. disgusting. But anyway, anything else for you? Um, Not that I can think of offhand. Okay. So excited. <laughs> so exciting oh my god whoa Housewives of Atlanta oh my god bravo moment part one zoom reunion now I told y'all I wasn't sure cause I'm like how's it gonna be you know some sort of Brady Bunch setup, which it was mm-hmm. but when I tell you it did not disappoint I don't know if them being pent up in the house all this time <laughs> got them just ready to rip each other apart I cannot but, honey... I kind of want to go watch it to see how it was executed. You, <sighs> Brad 
well done. I have to be honest. Like, editing went well. He did mute them, and I loved it. He was like, all right, and they're muted. So I'm like, <laughs> I love it, because, you know, sometimes they do that in real life, and you can't mute them. So mm-hmm. this was fun, where he's like, okay, we're going to mute them. And then, like, they stopped. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know where to start. I don't want to be too long. I'll just say this. One, Nini, I, Nini talked a lot about the reunion before it aired. Spoke a lot, before they even recorded, spoke a lot about getting them girls together, they bitches, they hoes, you're going to read them for filth. Nini was not on her game, honey. I was like, so where's this energy, sis? She has so much of this, I'm going to get them before the reunion. And I just felt like, she was unhinged and could not do a good read, a good shade. It was just, she just kept going, whatever, bitch, you're a dumb bitch. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like. Maybe she feeds off energy. So since it was. Maybe she was, since she was sitting there. She since she was in her house. Because, I mean, all she kept doing was calling them bitches. And I'm like, now when I say, if you ain't familiar, a read, like, give me something. Yeah. Calling someone a bitch or a hoe is not. A read. Right. That's like kindergarten level That's read. like, give me a read. And <laughs> right. let me tell you who was reading. Mm-hmm. I gotta give it to Kenya, who was snatching Nini up. Mm-hmm. And the thing, here's the thing. When you read in someone their rights, it's obviously what you say, but it's the tone. And to me, the most, the best reads are when you're completely calm and civil, not raising your voice, not necessarily cussing, just like, boom. Mm-hmm. And that's how Kenya was. And they just stung. Every time, I was like, ah, ooh, ooh, that was good. Ooh. And when I say good, it's like, let me be clear. They are insulting each other. <laughs> but when you take away that part and just the Look statement the and the talent of the read, <laughs> like, you, you take a step back and be like, yes, they're insulting each other. But, like, just with this, it was like, ooh, wow. That was a, um, and also, um, Portia. Holy schmoly, Portia was on fire. She was, she really had access to ground with Eva. Eva is someone who talks a lot. And then when they confront her, she either has never said it. That's not what happened. And you know how Bravo do. They bring the receipts. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes, well, I didn't remember saying that. And so she always does it. Do all this. And then when she's confronted, I didn't say that. And then it's like, really? And then they show it. She's like, well... So there are some comments even made in regards to Portia's child um, and to Dennis. And for Portia, the comments about her child is what obviously set her off. Mm-hmm. Eva was playing then. So basically, um, Kenya, not Kenya, I'm sorry, Candy told something to Eva early in the season or something Portia said. Okay. And Eva was like, Portia needs to be worried about her C-section scars healing. Don't you have a baby at home? Uh, I could be sending blogs about her fiance in the news. And she was like, mm, that child, just Dennis with a bow. And Eva was like, I was just saying the child looks like her father. That's it. And it's like, No, stop. that's not what you meant. Everyone has made comments <laughs> about Dennis's appearance compared to Portia. You know, they've been like, really? That's what you like? Type of comments. Mm-hmm. So for you to toss some insults and say, that baby is Dennis with a bow. You knew what you you knew what you meant. It wasn't. I was just saying the child looks like his father, like her father. That's not what you were saying. Mm-hmm. You were basically saying that Dennis was unattractive and the child looks like Dennis. <laughs> and so Portia lost it. I mean, here's a few things. First of all, she said Eva's titties look like they were social distancing. It's been a week and that read is still in my mind. <laughs> 
I was like, ah! There were points during them going back and forth where Portia just was like, shut up. And Eva was like, like, literally shut up! <laughs> they don't typically shut up when they tell each other to shut up. I mean, and a few things, uh, a few more comments about Eva that was annoying. She always talks about America's Next Top Model. There was 30,000 years ago. Let it go. Because at the end of the day, you're you're still not, you're not on the runways anymore. Right? And that's not diminishing of her career. But when you say you were a model and it was like 15 years ago, we get it. But let's not act like you, you were doing, you're still doing that or anything like that. And the thing with Eva is when she speaks, she speaks as if she's better than them. And I'm like, you're not. You're on the same show that they're on. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you probably one of the lowest paid housewives anyway compared mm-hmm. to everyone else. Yeah. And they were going back and forth about Eva and buying her house. She was like, yes, I bought a house. And Portia was like, okay, we all have houses. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, well, I'm younger than you. And it's like, Bye. Girl, so what? It's, but it's, it's three years, Sydney. Oh so God. they're peers. <laughs> right. Who Con- cares? Do you know what I mean? Eva can go. She doesn't need to return for the next season to me. Um, a lot of back and forth with Kenya and Nene. Like I said, Kenya was really um, digging them. Um, talked about Mark a little bit. So, one, she showed the marriage license because people felt like they weren't really married. So she had that and showed the marriage license. Then she also addressed the cheating moment. So, basically, after they separated, she spoke to Cynthia and Kenya like he was possibly cheating. She found text messages and about a girl wanting to sleep with him, da-da-da. On a reunion, she was like, well, that woman, those text messages were before, were right after we got married. So she was saying, I know you're married, but I want to be with you, da da da. And it was basically like, no, sweetie, that's not how you said it. Mm-hmm. You said it like he was cheating, mm-hmm. not this woman was interested in him. Right. Um, and she also made a comment about how, like, you know, people didn't know that they were married and, and, and he didn't tell too many people. And I'm like, and why is that? <laughs> it's something about them that yeah. is just odd to me. I, I do believe she's married to him. I do. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like, unless it's like some married at first sight type of stuff where when he on camera, it is just so... And then behind the, you know, behind the scenes, he's better. Yeah. But, like, that's the only way. Uh, maybe some man at first time because he makes her look crazy. Yeah. He really do. I do believe they're married. I believe, you know, I believe they they love each other. But, like, he damn sure don't show it. And he make her look crazy. Wow. So, I'm interested in part two. But all I, I just didn't know how the energy would be. But right on the money. <laughs> part two, it seems like Candy and Nene get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just interested to see the rest of the reunion. There's a rumor circulating that Cynthia will not be coming back. Huh. Um, I think if she didn't, it could probably be because her fiance lives in LA full time. Gotcha. And I think she would just, Love. ultimately she wouldn't be around enough yeah. to do the show. That makes sense. Um, and I don't feel like she would, she couldn't be in Beverly Hills. Like, I mean, now that you have Garcelle, you never know. But... She could be gone. I think Eva can go. And I do think if there's no resolve between the, like, the Kenya Nini and now Kenya Candy, one of them have to go. Because, mm-hmm. like, it gets old. Because mm-hmm. it's the, like, we get it. Y'all don't like each other. So they either need to bring in some new people to, like, balance it out or get rid of one of them. 
Um, so that was just so great. <laughs> I also want to talk about my Bravo moment is done, but I want to talk about really quickly of how to get away with murder. We haven't spoken about it, mm-hmm. but I it's done. Yeah, you watched the finale. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Can I tell you something? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Why does Shonda play with me? And my intelligence. <laughs> so, I'll tell you why. Because at the end, when you saw... Wes? What we thought. <laughs> I'm thinking... Is this a dream? Well, one, I think a lot of people thought she died early. <clears throat> because you saw Wes. <clears throat> and then, he's speaking in Spanish to an <laughs> old Laurel. And I'm like, what? what? Turns out, Annalise had a full life. <clears throat> but... But they were strategic because they showed the young photo. Right. They didn't... Oh, Which, at funerals, they do be having do. the young photos. They do. Because you'd be like, oh, look at how they used to look. Like, yeah. I mean, play. <laughs> the way they do that, because, mm-hmm. like, it's just... And the fact that... I mean, yes, Wes is his father, but it's literally Wes. <laughs> um, I just was like, what? But, uh, so, it, it just got it me. It troubled me that they did the funeral kind of deception so well that, but I don't feel like they did the same with the shooting as soon as I saw her blazer I'm like oh, okay it wasn't her because the blazer wasn't the same color so it's, oh I wasn't paying attention so I didn't moment, catch that because I and I guess when they shot when the person got shot the first thing I was like okay what color blazer was they wearing because I then I'm like okay I can connect with who got shot and so as soon as I saw Annalise's blazer, I'm like, oh, well, it wasn't her. Like, I'm but like, did okay. you see Bonnie dying? Because I didn't. I, I thought it was going to be Bonnie or the lady that he was trying to shoot. Because they both had the same color blazer. I was literally going off the blazer. Well, for me, I figured Frank was dead. Mm-hmm. He was holding Frank. But I just didn't. It did not correlate to me that she got hit, too. Yeah. Until Annalise came out. I was like, what? Bonnie, too? Right. Yeah. I just felt like that was a sucky way, Bonnie. And then Frank, you know something? Frank's loyalty to Annalise. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I still don't quite get Because even in his moment, he was like, I just want to do this for her. And I'm yeah. like. I think it was all because of the loyalty he had to her late husband. and Turned out to be his pappy. <laughs> when I tell you. That... And the fact that he, he was dealing with the subconscious of killing her son. I think it was both of those that made yeah. him so loyal. Honestly, throwing in that little Hannah Sam thing was like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. It felt a little disjointed to me. Yeah. Because it was like at the last moment. Oh, yeah, by the way, Hannah Super Sam, they had a kid and had to be Frank, and boom, bam, boom, boom, shot over. Annalise is dead and the show's over. It was right. like, uh, It was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Screw What? <laughs> I yeah. felt like they could have started that story, and they kind of did, but yeah, they could have advanced it early. more. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you saw that, you know, Laurel, obviously, Laurel had her dad killed. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I'm sure she got to just live her life freely because at this point, all of her family has passed. Mm-hmm. She certainly had the funds mm-hmm. at this point, so it just it lets you know that her and her son just lived their life. Mm-hmm. Then you had Connor. Oh, and West Jr. went to become Oh, yes, and West Jr. Um, clearly, they stayed close with Annalise mm-hmm. because he studied under her, and now he's a professor right. at the same school that she was at. Right. Uh, Connor went to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, he got out. Went but back you, to his husband. And you can see them, you know, old Connor and Oliver, so they're still together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Michaela... Was on the outs with the group. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but she so, was getting like sworn in or something. So Seaman Shoes becoming a judge. So yeah. she kept, she got her political career. Yeah. The thing that was interesting though is like, you got so much to see like the flashbacks into Annalise's life, but it's like, I actually would have wanted to know more about their life. I would have wanted to know a little, I would have wanted flashbacks for them all going back into the Well, I also want to know like, did Annalise ever nurture the relationship with the other lawyer? Like Tegan? Yeah. It seemed like they were salsa dancing. In my mind, I thought that meant they were like... But the salsa dancing just happened earlier in the show, though. That was a, a flashback to earlier in the show. No, but once they're doing the flashes, I thought all of that, to me, all the flashpoints... Uh, I thought. I could be wrong. I don't know. But I thought all them flashpoints were from, you know, then I the case she would've, moving they would have shown her at the funeral. But I don't know. Who knows? But <laughs> it ended, and it was an ending where I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. I wasn't upset by it. Yeah. I felt like, Thank you, Shonda, for not ending. Thank you for not when I'm completely off. pissing me off. <laughs> right? The scandal kind of did. <laughs> so, okay, and then we have Insecure. Yes. Well. <laughs> I told, okay, so both of what I thought was going to happen, happened. I said it was either going to be a softening, which happened, or an explosion, and that also happened. So both. I mean, for me, I was going. They was going to fight, right? And, and I was correct, <laughs> almost physically, right? So this episode, you see the block party. First of all, Condola. Mm-hmm. So Condola just shows up awkwardly. First of all, I saw a tweet someone saying that Condola like cousin Skeeter. And now I, I can't hate unsee that. it. I hate that. I can't unsee that's it how now. she look in real life. Like because her that's mouth, her real face. Honestly. I can't even see it. And I'm sorry that someone put that on my timeline. Um, anyway, she kind of came up very awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, once again, I hate the way Issa isn't direct. She's like, uh, or it would have been like, what's up? I and mean, where Lawrence at? Like, I need an explanation. I'm, I'm assuming the explanation will happen tonight, but. So then like... Condola lets Issa know that they broke up. Mm-hmm. But I'm like. To me, I would I would have loved Issa to say, "I understand. I see y'all broke up." I'm like, "But what does that have to do with what me. we were doing, Condola? Yeah. You and I started working prior to me even knowing you were dating Lawrence. Yeah, and so I just and I, that's why I'm assuming that they broke up because of her. But still, but, I mean, yeah, still you're a professional. I was about to say professional, and we still don't wrong. stop that because of no dude. I and at like least no... communicate it. I agree. I agree. But that that it leads me to assume that that it had something to do with her even because the she case. even assumed that Lawrence would have talked to her. Even that the case, yeah. case Condola, we don't do that. Yeah. So even Agreed. if y'all broke up, Agreed. you finished the project. Mm-hmm. Now if you don't want to work with her no more after that, that's under your discretion. But right. to ghost her and then show up to help with those little vendors and just be like, hey, like girl, yeah. please. Yeah, I thought that was whack. So then you had the block party where, first of all, overall, it looked like it went very well. I just didn't understand how people was dressed. You know, the satin suit and then jeans. Like, I'm like, how are we dressing? What, I, you what's know, the to weather? be completely honest, <laughs> like, I feel like that's, like, relatable. Oh, <laughs> because people at BA Festival are dressed You know what I mean? Because, like, you yeah. have people who, like, casual that, like, I feel like are dressed for the moment. Mm-hmm. You have people who are always doing to me, like, the most for the occasion. It's mm-hmm. like, what is that? <laughs> so, like, I actually feel like accurate it was accurate <laughs> um so the block party i think went over well so i was like yay Issa for yeah. doing well molly annoyed me 
the first annoyance was her like kind of sitting around like, well, look, it actually looks nice. Mm-hmm. So basically, she doubted Issa this entire time. She never believed she was going to be able and to And doubted her, her, but didn't even try to help. Nope. Because it's one thing to be watch. like, oh, this might not go well. Let me help. Right. Let me go there she early. Was, like, she all was convinced. Things. Yeah. Basically, and was gonna that let it her was going to be crap, and, yeah. and that it was what it was. Mm-hmm. So as she's speaking, like, wow, look at that. Asian Bay. I was like, okay, nod to you, brother, yeah. for being like, yeah, it is nice. You should. I really liked Andrew this episode mm-hmm. of pushing her in the right direction to be like, you know, you wilding. You should show love to your friend. She did yeah, a that's great your job. best friend, I thought. Like, right. Yeah. So then they wobbling and you, in a moment, like you said, that's soft. We thought, And she oh. had tried to talk to her earlier right, in the black party. Right. Though I just don't think it was the right time it or just place. Wasn't. Like, I mean, obviously, she was working, gonna be busy. Yeah. And then the wobble part came and I'm like, okay, love, friendship, mm-hmm. but then, <laughs> as Molly and Andrew are leaving, Someone comes up to Andrew, like, oh, yeah, what up, thanks, whatever, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. So then it's clear to Molly that he has some sort of stake in this. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, well, wait a minute, what What do you mean? Mm-hmm. And basically Andrew says he made a phone call and helped. helped. Mm-hmm. And he said he did it because he wanted to be helpful, and he did it because that's your best friend. And right. he thought that that would please Molly. Mm-hmm. For a normal person, <laughs> it would. <laughs> Molly... Was mad. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, she was upset at him, and he was like, "I just thought you wouldn't." So then she like cooled with him, mm-hmm. and then once again, yeah, I'm like, "How are you cool with him so fast?" He just say, "Sorry, I thought I was being helpful, and that's enough for her." Right. And she go flaming, ready to go chop Issa head off, and she's like, kind of being like, "I mean, did you listen to anything I said?" And Issa's like, "You said you didn't want to ask Andrew. Fine." And here's the thing. She didn't ask Andrew. Mm-hmm. Nathan asked if he could help. She said what she needed. And obviously Nathan got Andrew involved. But yeah. technically she didn't ask him. Right. And frankly, Nathan already asked prior if he could help. But she just wasn't trying to go there with him because he goes to her and they're not in that space. Right. And so I just... But she was like, look, I'm desperate. But she like... needed it. So she's like, yeah, I could. And mm-hmm. she got it done and it was over and it was fine. Mm-hmm. Molly made that moment... About her. About her. Mm-hmm. It made it seem this like... This moment that it should have been a celebration of Issa and everything that she accomplished and that she did pull this thing right. off and, like, maybe this can be a reoccurring thing. Like, it, was right. supposed to, it should have been that. She made it about her. Yeah. She made it about... To make it seem like Issa was going behind her back. Mm-hmm. And basically, she said Issa... I mean, they said a lot of things to each other. They but she did. made it seem like, basically, Issa wasn't shit. Unless mm-hmm. Molly was involved in helping her. Yeah. Which is kind of like... But you wasn't involved, though. But you not... But, like... And you didn't help her when she worked with We Got Y'all, either. I'm right. like, when she was doing stuff then... Right. Molly's perspective of herself and Issa's life is, like, elevated. Mm-hmm. Like, they're best friends, but, like, she acted like she was, like, God to she her. She was carrying Issa. Right, like, she, she was, like, Issa. laying out her hand for yeah. their peasantry of a friendship. Right. And they almost came to, like, physical blows. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if I was Issa, I probably would have felt like I wanted to pop her because this is my big moment. It went well for you to yank me up like that, like, pull me to the side, say the most insulting things. Mm-hmm. Because I'm handling my business. Making it about you. Mm-hmm. It was just so sad to see. But I think one thing. I think if I was um, Andrew. 
I feel like I would have mentioned to Molly, like, oh, yeah, I'm helping Issa out. In passing, not thinking anything of it. Like, I just think it's weird that she didn't find out until that point. But that's just an aside. And also, um, Issa speaking to the the um, reporter, what she thought was a reporter, that and then being funny. a YouTuber, relatable. That <laughs> like... Because, like, she's not a... Okay. <laughs> that was funny. Because then it was also funny because she was talking about, like, you know, black people, and it was a whole bunch of just white people behind her. I was like, yeah. Um, I think for me, I guess the Andrew thing, I didn't see it that way because I feel like I mean, nothing bad on him. No, I no, just it's thought not about nothing bad. Yeah, I didn't. I don't feel like he had to say anything. He didn't. I just and thought about it. I feel like I probably would have brought it up in passing because even if he did, mm-hmm. what would have been? She would have right. got mad and didn't go, which then it would have been fine. Didn't didn't. Her records wouldn't have caused, like, the fake gunfire and made it... So, honestly, yeah, maybe he should have. That would have got rid of it. Right. Um, But I think he... But I I also feel like Molly, she never told Andrew that Issa wanted... Andrew knew that they were having some issues, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But But she never said... She never said... And then... Everything's going on with her and I. She's not really being a good friend. And then has a nerve. She want me to ask you right. to help her with her thing. Because mm-hmm. she never articulated that she didn't want him to help. Or she right. wouldn't have wanted that to be involved. Because then, if that conversation would have happened, yeah. and then Nathan did the reach around, right. he'd have been like, yo, look, I... I and I, that's I, what also is interesting, that Andrew did, didn't know how frayed the relationship had become. Like, how do you... Are you not communicating this with your partner? How, like, your best friend, you're going through problems in that relationship and you don't talk to nobody about it. Like, you know what I mean? I would I would think she would confide in him. I think she confided, but I don't think, I don't think she went into great detail yeah. of like, I'm that not exchange yeah. and I'm not trying to help her. Yeah. I want these new boundaries in place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if I was in Molly's position, even if I was upset, um, one, if I really felt like I needed to say something, it wouldn't have been at that moment. Mm-hmm. Two, I still don't feel like I would have been upset. Yeah. That's just me. For yeah. the record, I said before, like, if that was me and Sydney, even if I was mad at her, I would have asked my dude to help her. Yeah. I would have been mad, but I'd be like, help her out. And then I would have came back and be like, he helping. <laughs> like- right. I would have been like, if you can, could you do this? And right. then I would have said, look. Um, I told him about it. He said he's gonna see what he could do. Mm-hmm. You and I need to talk, like now. Yeah, yeah. and that's how it would have just been. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what tonight is. I think mm-hmm. hopefully we get some answers about Lawrence. Yeah, because he didn't come to the block party, which right. I kind of thought he would have. Me too, but I think he's been avoiding Issa. But and Condola for that matter. I'm also interested because Nathan finally is back, kind of. So I'm interested to know. I think Issa's going to be faced with both of them wanting to be back in her life. What's the route there? Yeah. And what's she going to do? You know, Nathan is fine, y'all. <laughs> like, if I had to choose between Nathan and Lawrence, I'd probably choose Nathan. <laughs> he's fine. Like, he's really fine. Um, but anyway, it was just a good episode. I just was like, whoa. Yeah, we'll see what happens tonight. Every time I get excited, I'm like, all right, well, let me look at the time, because that means it's probably like 30 seconds left. Because like, as soon as I <laughs> feel like I'm super into it, it's over. Yeah, that's true. So, so moving true. on. So, so, question of the week. Yes. Was about... Mm-hmm. What do you do with your shopping cart when you're done with it at the grocery store? I made it very clear when I posted this that there was really only one answer. But, <laughs> curious to see what people would say. 
Um, Reese P said, put it back with the other carts on my way out the store like a decent human being. Amen. Teddy Renee, put it at the closest cart return area or give it to staff if they are close by. Joyful Locks said, put it with the rest of the carts on my way out if I can all if I can carry all the bags, put it in the basket return if I take it to my car and unload the boonie breakdown. Say I take it to the return area. Africa Wilkins said before Corona, it depended on how many groceries and if I had something else to do. Now I take it back to the cart area. Um, Phenomenally, you podcast said my pet peeve is people who do not return their cart. I always take it to the cart return area. Ebony two thousand and eight said the nearest empty spot. Um, Jenny Rock said put it back in the stall give it to the next person especially at Aldi pay it forward nobody has a quarter to get their carts or if it's certain targets I leave it to let it roll off they don't be having stalls Um, Chanel Jolly said take it to the nearest return area Ryan Stowe said return it to the cart corral in Headshock 1906 said put it where it's supposed to go yeah, someone on Twitter saying, depending on, like, the weather. Yeah, if it was raining, it they would not. So, here's the thing. Like I said, the correct answer is put it back. <laughs> right. Okay? Um, and that's what I do. Yes. Also, when I'm at Aldi, I will give it to someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times I say, oh, let me give you a quarter. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. just take the card. It's right. For me, um, the quarter don't mean much for me. So, yeah. I'm like, just take the card. Yeah. I also put it back. I usually take it all the way back inside. I have not done that since Corona because they be having to clean them and stuff, and I don't want to cross-contaminate the d- dirty ones. You but, don't put it on the little cart, the cart areas outside? No, because honestly, taking it back inside is closer than taking it to one of the souls. Because, like, you know, I shop late at night. I park in the first spot by the dough. So it's closer to just take it inside oh. than to walk it's too far to walk to the stall. Okay. <laughs> so, I take it all the way back inside. Okay. Every time. Um, and I actually started doing that when I lived in Atlanta, but that's when I started grocery shopping at night. But it is a pet peeve when people do not <laughs> take it to back. To the record, guy, she <laughs> means that. It, oh my God, it bothers me so bad. Or when they leave it in the spot, like, you know a car has to park here. Like, now, that's annoying. That annoys the <laughs> snot out of yeah, me. Yeah, it's like... And I'll move it myself because yeah. people are douches. Yeah. But you, correct me if I'm wrong, you also don't like if um, I have pasta sauce and we're in the cereal aisle. And you put it, yeah, I don't. I, so she also doesn't like that. Mm-hmm. I've done put that it, Go back her. and put it back. Um, I have sometimes done it on purpose when we were in college, <laughs> grocery shopping together. You'll do it in stores with clothes, too. Um, I also you do know it in clothes because it bothers her. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. I don't really do it unless Sydney's with me. <laughs> and that's not right, but it's funny because she... It really bothers her. It really bothers her, and then she'll, like, fold it angrily and put it back. (laughs) I'm not saying it's right, but I'm just saying that's what I've done in the past. Yeah, it bothers me so bad. Like, if you decide you don't want something, put it back. But I think part of that is because of Kohl's. You know, Kohl's really left me with some trauma. (laughs) Having to put all them clothes back. I get and, it. you know, who takes a vacuum into the dressing room? Retail karma. I get it. <laughs> like, I get it. so. Retail energy. You know I feel the same about Dunkin'. I know. So it's all right. I don't, I don't like being in there. I do not like being in a Dunkin' Donuts. The smell literally makes me want to vomit. So I understand. Yeah, so, yeah. I. But, you know, um, I was reading up on this because I actually talked to a friend about this, like, a week or two ago. And he introduced me to cart narcs. Which is, they are a group of people that 
they they like make a police siren sound with their mouth when they see someone not about to take their cart back and they make well they try to make them take it back but um dang i forgot the point i was about to make you starting a chapter right i mean yes i would love to do that here i had a point though i can't remember i forgot i lost Maybe my train of thought yeah i lost my train of thought because <laughs> <laughs> there was a reason that i brought all that up but i just can't remember but anyways yes very passionate about people oh boom okay caught it I was reading, and they were saying that usually it's men that don't put them back. And so I, I know that, that. that only two men answered um, our question of the week. It's usually a, a little bit more. Because they're lazy. Yep. And they don't have no class. <laughs> they're peasants. <laughs> right. So I can see yeah. that men would be the ones that just leave it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, with cart narcs, when they see, like, handicapped people or someone that's even parked in a handicapped spot, they just take their cart back for them. Or if it's, like, a woman with, like, three kids, they just take it back for them. Because they, like, they understand, like, that is hard. Especially if you got three kids, you putting them in the car, trying to take a cart. That's a lot. I get that. So, but yeah. One could say they could strap them in and walk it back and come back, but... Like, strap them in the car and then walk... Yeah, they could. Yeah, could it's not that. that long, yeah. However, <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Giving grace. <laughs> so, yes, I am glad most of our listeners that answered anyways put them back. Um, So today, we're going to talk about assertiveness and, like, how it can serve you to be assertive um, in many areas of your life now. This has been always a struggle for me because I am not a very assertive person. I have gotten better at being assertive uh, in the later years of my life. But (laughs) for the most part, um, I am not historically an assertive person. So one of the benefits of um, being assertive is it improves your self-image, which I never thought about this. Um, But how you view yourself and how you reject negative um, things about your image that are put on you um, assertively helps you improve your self-image. I never thought about that, though. Like, being assertive, helping your self-image. Well, being as though I was assertive since my mother pushed me out, (laughs) um, I think I do, I just think... Everyone should be assertive in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it helps. I think being assertive is self care. Yep, I'm gonna pull that card. I would agree with that. And yeah, it's boundaries, yeah. It's speaking up for yourself, it's being an advocate for yourself. Yeah, but I just never saw the self image part of it. I've never seen that. I feel like that goes. I feel like I, I still think that's correlated. You being an advocate for yourself, mm-hmm. boundaries, taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. that goes into me your your self image. It can help you. If you, you it's another way of taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Another way how you view yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually can. I actually get. It. I'm not. I don't think I'm saying it correctly, but I understand the correlation. Okay. More than I can say it. Got you. Um, next one is improved understanding of others. When you are assertive, you learn to view others in a more realistic context. Rather than seeing them as a threat, you realize that they are simply trying to achieve their objectives. Hmm. I, 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 hmm. To some degree, I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a sense of, like, to me, I... Say the last part again. Um, rather than seeing them as a threat, you realize that they are simply trying to achieve their obse- objectives. Yes. I think, 
to me, being assertive requires you to have, um, requires you to be observed, to be able to observe. Mm-hmm. And I think it also requires a high, if you're doing it correctly, mm-hmm. a high level of emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Where you can see someone, like really see someone and knowing exactly what they're up to. Mm-hmm. I think for me, part of that comes with my intuition that helps. Mm-hmm. I feel like we all have it. I just think sometimes people suppress it and don't listen to it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a combination of that, you can see that you can kind of get, you can get past the BS that people tend to put out and get That's to like I was gonna say. the nitty gritty of exactly why they're in your face in the moment. Right. I, I think people that are assertive, they oftentimes, and assertive and like you said going about it the right way so you still have to say it in a way that can be received but they oftentimes say what other people are thinking they not gonna just let it go like they're gonna say it because they know and they, they're not gonna there. be necessarily rude right, about but they're gonna it. say it because they know it's there because right. they see it right and, and so that said- brings like everything into real real life because it's like no 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 we not we not doing this i do think most i think the assertive people i know um i'd like to say we're decent bs detectors so that's Mm -hmm. another reason why we just say it's like no that's not what you wanted what did you really want or what are you really saying because it sounds like this (laughs) right you know what i mean yeah Um, and then when you say that to someone it's hard for them to continue to bs it is because they're like i i i I, I, just go ahead (laughs) Um, I've recently done that mm-hmm. at work. I'm sure it's on that article if I can help you at work. But an example was my job has some sort of virtual happy hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't planning on attending because I just don't care to. Yeah. And it started at like 5. I'm off from work at 3.30, so yeah. I'm enjoying my evening. My boss's boss, like the boss of my department, called us on Microsoft Teams was like, I don't know if you guys are going to the happy hour, um, but I just want to say I think it would be a great opportunity. You know, we're all in this quarantine. It would be great to see each other, and this would be a great way to support each other. So I just would love, you know, if you could just, you know, even if you're not really feeling it, just do this for other people. She just kept going around the bush. Mm-hmm. And I said, I would love to take a moment to be frank. This happy hour is voluntary, and you're asking us to attend even if we don't want to, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, uh, <laughs> and I said, and I said, you can say it. I mm-hmm. mean, you are the boss. You're asking us to attend even if we may not want to, correct? Yes. <laughs> you don't have to stay on the entire time, but I would love if you would just you know, come on, say hello, da da And I literally responded and said, okay, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I was like, you really could have just said it. We understand. Mm-hmm. It's the office. It's... She's like, well, I don't want you to think. It's like office politics. She made some reference about, you know, something from her church made her want. I just was like. Gone too deep. <laughs> I was like. Like, I'll see you if I That's enough. I was like. <laughs> got it. <laughs> 10 minutes, 15 minutes, I got it. Right. The correlation, I didn't quite understand, but I was like, you could just say it. Mm-hmm. You really just want to say, I know if y'all, I know you may not want to attend, but if you could just come, come and on and say hello, right. I really appreciate it. Right. That's all you had to say. I always wondered about how office dynamics might be different when everyone doesn't come in and leave at the same time, but like, my office does a lot of stuff during the day, and so like, it might start at 4, or it might start at 3, and like, we're in this happy hour thing for the rest of the day. So I always wondered how it differed for people that weren't necessarily there. I mean, for people who I consider bootlickers, 
they will make themselves available. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't do that. Yeah. I truly believe in work-life balance. I believe my time is my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, when we're in the office, for one, I work in D.C., so, like, I'm not sitting around waiting yeah. waiting for a 5 o'clock happy hour. I'm right. gone. Right. If the happy hour is at 4, maybe I'll stick around and have a cocktail, but yeah. that's if I'm in the mood. Yeah. It is not a part of my work requirement to go drink with y'all. And I don't care what no one say. Don't let nobody tell you, like, camaraderie is cool and all. But one, forced camaraderie isn't camaraderie. That's right. one. Two, that's not my job requirement. And nowhere in my job description says that I need to drink with y'all when y'all want to drink. If so don't let don't, nobody pressure you into something you don't want to do. In my office, if you don't go to one of their things, they will literally walk around the office and be like, stop working, come on. Like, no. I'll be like, look, like, I'm busy. Like, leave me alone. But they literally will walk around the office to try to gather the stragglers. People will do that, and I'll be like, I'm busy, so no. Right. And they, I, yeah. that's just me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I have some stuff I need to do, but you, you go right ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next is improved self-awareness and self-confidence. When you choose to be assertive, you develop a greater respect for your own opinions. I feel like this is similar to the first one, but um, you realize that not only do you have the right to your own opinion, but you have a right to express that opinion. So that goes back Absolutely. to like saying what's on your mind. Yeah. Absolutely you do. Yeah. I think, um, and I think you should mm-hmm. in the appropriate settings and the appropriate tone, but there's no reason why you can't. Right. And I think sometimes people confuse assertiveness with like aggression because like, yeah, two you're very not, different things. you're not being necessarily mean Rude or anything. You're not being, um, nasty towards anyone. And you're not being attacked. You're not and attacking, you're not attacking anyone. Yeah. And you're not, um, and you're not necessarily debating anyone either. Right. It's. It's just stating your opinion. It's stating your boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important, and especially as women. Yeah. I really do think you it's important for, for us yourself. to be assertive. Yeah. Um, at home, at, at work. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's important. Yeah. Um, but I also think that for some who struggle with it, you know, I think a couple of factors could come to mind. Um, starting with childhood, you know, if you were shut down all the time, mm-hmm. if you were told you were wrong all the time, or even not empowered, or you right? You or you weren't given down. an opportunity to yeah. even say anything. You maybe yeah. weren't shut down. You weren't given an opportunity. Right. That gives you complexes that stay with you, mm-hmm. and then it travels with you to your adulthood, yeah. where then you may struggle with um, speaking up. Maybe you're nervous. Maybe you just feel like mm, no one cares. I'm not going to say it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're afraid of being shut down. Whatever the case may be. Maybe, like me, you're a people pleaser. Like, there you go. Yeah. So you don't want to possibly say something that could hurt someone or mm-hmm. make someone feel any type of way. Mm-hmm. And the thing about being assertive is none of that other stuff matters. Right. It literally doesn't. Right. Um, and the thing is, is especially when it comes to like hurting people's feelings, especially when it comes to like, tasks or favors, mm-hmm. if that person is a genuine friend or someone in your life, it does not hurt their feelings. When you have rational thought, you can say it. And even if their feelings are hurt, um, it's not a hurt that would ruin their friendship right. or the relationship. Right. And that's why I think for me, as I become more assertive, I think right now it's easier for me to be assertive with people that I'm closer to. She's assertive as hell with me, y'all. <laughs> because I because I know that 
the friendship won't come in question because of it. You know yeah, what I mean? For it's sure. like it's a a level of stability that it's like I know I can say what's on my mind even if it don't come out perfectly and you won't think I'm being mean. Like, you know what I mean? So I think when it's people that I'm closer with or like my boss, we're very close. Mm-hmm. I, it's easy for me to be like, I don't like this. Like, right. it's easy for me to be like, I'm not doing that. Like, it's just because we are comfortable and I know they won't ever take it as like me attacking them. Mm-hmm. Though I can say it to others and they won't, won't take it that way, but I just haven't gotten to that point yet. You'll get there. <laughs> right. You'll get there. Right. Um, next is that you have more time and energy. Um, when you can when deal... When you're more assertive? Mm-hmm. Because when you can I'll deal be with... i as hell. <laughs> no, let me stop. When you can deal with things properly the first time, you don't, you hey, have to spend less time... That's true. ...explaining or Come going back it. and changing or, you know, spend energy with something that may be reoccurring. Come on because... with it. Points are made. <laughs> that's actually facts. Um... <laughs> you know, I I don't speak for all assertive people, mm-hmm. but I do know a lot of times, most of the assertive people I know, um, p- we don't like to repeat ourselves, yeah. and we don't like the same stuff over and over again, especially mm-hmm. if we already said it. Mm-hmm. So, that actually is true. Yeah. I don't know, I never thought about it giving you more energy. <laughs> I never thought about like, it. I said, that. no, that's it. I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't feel like I'm going to go for a job now. You know what I mean? But like, I'm being literal. But um, I didn't think about it in that way. But I guess it can because like with certain situations, it don't like you just like you wrote, like you wrote, Lord, <laughs> like you said, mm-hmm. it doesn't keep going over and over again. Right. And like for me, I'm a person who like, I can't do that over and over again because yeah. I'm like, now we and I already talked about it. So like, I don't right. know, my answer don't change or whatever the case may be. Like, do I need to change how I'm saying it? Because I didn't say what I said. I, say, <laughs> I said what I said. And before she said it, what in the world were we saying when we said what we said? Because that is one thing. I hate having to like repeat something. Like, if I need something or, like, if somebody agrees to do something to me, don't nothing irritate me more than having to repeat it. It's like, I done told you what I need or what I want or what I asked for and when I asked for it. So if, you said. <laughs> so it's like. You understood. Do I need to say it differently for you to understand? Because I'm tired of saying this multiple times. So No, I am. Yeah. I, I'm definitely, like. Yeah, that's actually really hard. A big pet peeve of mine. I don't like repeating myself. Yeah. Um. So if I said it, I said it. Don't mm-hmm. keep coming at me, and not even like aggressively. Like, don't keep coming at me. Like, don't keep talking to me about this top topic. Is what mm-hmm. I mean by that. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> yeah. Um. Next is that being assertive reduces stress and requires better communication. Um. And it kind. Of, I think it goes back to what we kind of said earlier. Like. When you are assertive, it does not give you the license to be rude. And so it does require for you to communicate properly so that it can be received. Um, Because if you say it, like, in a nasty tone, then no, they're not going to take your assertiveness in the way that you intended it to be taken. And I I think as you navigate people in your life, Mm -hmm. um, it takes time and energy Mm -hmm. to communicate in a way that they will understand yeah so like just thinking about two of my friends the way i would speak to sydney is different than the way i would speak to jasmine right those 
that's a friend of mine. Yeah. Right? The way they receive information mm-hmm. is vastly different. Mm-hmm. And so as you get to know people, that's when I say being observed, you know, being able to observe people mm-hmm. and having emotional intelligence is really a key to being successful and being assertive. Yeah. Because you really have to know how to read people mm-hmm. to be able to meet <clears throat> meet them where they are. Right. So they can actually hear what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Because a lot of times, especially when it, you're giving some sort of critical feedback mm-hmm. or when you're expressing frustration, the tone completely makes people shut down. Mm-hmm. And they can't hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you're saying. They don't hear it. I remember. This was a while ago. I think we had an argument about something. And I think you cussed at me. And I think whatever we was arguing about didn't matter because you cussed at me. I'm like, yeah, but why you cuss at me? Like, super annoying. <laughs> That was a long time ago, but yeah, I used to be way. Well, I'm still sensitive. Don't get me wrong, but I think, that was in college. Yeah, because I I was at my family reunion. I remember, but um, it you like it, it used to matter a lot more the words that people used when they said things to me because it was like well, especially because at the time I wasn't cussing at all. But like to this day, if I'm upset at Sydney, mm-hmm. I will not cuss. <laughs> I don't think it would matter much at this point. It doesn't matter. That one moment where she really could not get off the word, and now we were arguing about that instead of what was actually going on. Right. After that, I was like, well, okay. (laughs) Do not cuss at her. Got it. And then it also talks about reducing stress because then you won't won't be in situations that you don't want to be in because you communicated no or like that you didn't want to do it i agree (laughs) that is really why people if you don't have that voice Mm -hmm. or if you're still developing it keep developing developing it because that it really does Mm -hmm. when you're able to speak for yourself when you're able to say no and not feel bad about it Mm -hmm. when you're able to you know just stand up for yourself in that way Mm -hmm. it is a lot stressful it's a lot stressful at work it's a lot stressful um, it's less stressful at work, in relationships, in friendships, in life with your family. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier. Yeah. And whether people like it or not, people will respect the honesty. Yeah. People with common sense and decency <laughs> typically will respect the honesty mm-hmm. and the fact that you're taking the time to just be clear about it. Yeah. Um, in college... Um, cause Sydney is a lot more assertive now, which mm-hmm. I love to see it. <laughs> um, but in college, I remember I did a seminar for her. <laughs> yes. Which we've been trying to find. I to cannot this find it cause we, we had pictures and videos. <laughs> um, and it was basically how to find your balls. <laughs> no, it was how to get your balls to drop. Oh, how do you get your balls to drop? See, right. I took it in. Right. <laughs> cause now that I'm remembering because we all have balls. <laughs> But they don't work until they drop. (laughs) And at the time, Sydney's was right up there, (laughs) not swinging. And it was impacting her life in a negative way, Mm -hmm. especially when it came to, like, favors and Mm -hmm. stuff and not being able to tell people no. Because God, I was so busy in college. Jesus. And her wanting to be so helpful to everyone. Yeah. She was just overloading herself. Yeah, I'll give you homework. Yeah, I'll do this. Yeah, I'll help you so that. Yeah, I'll come to this. Yeah, you can do that. Um, it was, like, ridiculous where she was feeling like she was bothered. Right. While everyone else was feeling reprieve. <laughs> right. So I'm like, your balls need to drop and you need to start saying no. <laughs> yeah. The word, that to me, no is so healthy. It's mm-hmm. so 
Um, it's comforting. It's everything you need is to say no. Mm-hmm. And also people need to realize is sometimes when you say no, you do not owe someone a reason. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. You do not owe someone a reason. Right. And if someone doesn't accept it, that's on them. You do not have to keep repeating yourself. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. Like sometimes I think an explanation could be required. But that just depends on the setting and the person. Absolutely. It's not always needed. It's not always needed. Sometimes you're giving too much information. Like. Right. It's not always everyone's business. Yeah. And, um... And like, even, for things staying at the work. No. Right. Like, I don't have to give a reason. Right. Yeah. And I don't. Right. Yeah. And I feel like people, like I said, I think people, once again, they really get assertive and aggressiveness Mixed up. Mixed up. Yeah. Assertive is not... And I think, once again, it's especially hard for women to be assertive. Because mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're labeled... Specifically aggressive, black women. Right. Yeah. We're mean. Mm-hmm. You know, you're acting like a bitch. Mm-hmm. Where if someone else was doing it, they wouldn't get labeled any of those things. Right. Especially men. Mm-hmm. They would be just being a man. Standing up for yourself and look at him. Where if a woman did it, like you said, especially black women... We're aggressive, especially in a workplace. We're mm-hmm. aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be ghetto. It could be whatever. When it's like, I'm literally just speaking to you like anybody else would. Right. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the one thing I've learned and I've gotten better with is my tone. Mm-hmm. Now, I've always been assertive, but my tone has not always been in check. Mm-hmm. And I can look back on certain situations where I was like, yeah, that probably could have been said better. Yeah. But that takes time. Yeah. The one thing I'm really aware of is my tone. Mm-hmm. Tone is everything, mm-hmm. right? And in the beginning when I would be upset about something, like, I would be so upset where, like, like I said, the person couldn't hear you. Yeah. Yeah. And then it means nothing. Yeah. I think assertiveness wasn't always there for me in, like, romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. Which I think happens for women a lot. It does. Um, you can be assertive in every other area. And, and that then, was me. I was yeah. assertive everywhere else, but then in a relationship, I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't say much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the big relationships I had, I felt like when I was assertive, I would get shut down, and then it would cause an argument or cause some sort of negative energy so mm-hmm. i would be like why well, am i going to say anything because i don't feel like getting into it i don't feel like going back and forth but that didn't serve me yeah. and frankly it didn't serve the relationship ultimately <laughs> we're not together <laughs> so it wasn't helping anybody mm-hmm. but i think another thing when it comes to relationships that i do now that i didn't do in the beginning is setting boundaries early mm-hmm. and not letting things fly mm-hmm. because people do do what you allow And sometimes when you flip the script and you're now standing for yourself and standing your own truth, they can't accept that. Right. And it'll be, well, you wasn't always like that. Why? So I think my lesson, what I do now when it comes to my romantic life, um, is I put those boundaries out early. Mm -hmm. I show my assertiveness early. Yeah. So they know exactly what they're getting into. This is who I am. And it won't change just because, you know. I want to sit on your face. It doesn't change. <laughs> I think the one lesson I've had um, in being more assertive is like, and uh, that it doesn't all it doesn't hurt the other person. Like it doesn't, um, and oftentimes it can help them um, when you are honest with them instead of trying to be too nice or being too passive. Is that being assertive in what you want? 
um, helps both of y'all, both of, and it could be friends, coworkers, relationship, whatever. Um, it helps both parties at the end of the day to just speak up for what they want and need. So, mm-hmm. guys, let us know if you have any other, you know, benefits of assertiveness because I mean I'm sure the list is plentiful, but um, I think we hit on most of the, you know, main positives. So just let us know if y'all have any stories of where, like, being assertive came in handy. You can always email us, goodgirlsbehavingbadly, at gmail.com. Um, as always, keep up with us. Oh, my God, I just thought of one. What? Go ahead. It's in a relationship realm. Yes. But being assertive in the bedroom. Mm. Huh? Uh-huh. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Get you to your orgasm faster and quicker, <laughs> honey. Keep that in mind. Right. Yeah. That's something I also learned over the years. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I don't know why I didn't think about Say that. Say what you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say what you want. And maybe show them how to get there, but... <laughs> that would be fun. You can make it fun. Right? I just thought that. I'm sorry. I just tossed it I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, as always, keep up with us on our social media, especially when lovely shows are on. Um, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.